Welcome to the no one like well, <laughs> No, we're keeping that in. We're keeping that in. Uh-huh. My mouth is a garbled is full of marbles for some reason mm-hmm. today. Welcome to No One Likes the Tuna Podcast. The world's premier a dedicated a fast and furious podcast. My name is Nick Nocera. And I'm Daryl Wong. Daryl, every week we watch one Fast and Furious movie. That's the rule, mm-hmm. right? It is. And this week we watched Furious 6, and we are leading up to the release of Fast 9. Uh, and I think we're going to time it out okay. I just did the math again the other day. We're going to mm-hmm. skip Hobbs and Shaw. Good. Yeah. I Good. Yeah. Good. Good. <laughs> good. Good. We do whatever we want here on No One Likes a Tuna, you know? Mm-hmm. So in preparation for this big release, I mean, you go to the movies all the time. I haven't yeah. been to the movies in ages now. Yeah. So do I need to start, like, looking for tickets now? Is that the move here? Maybe. Maybe. I think they're on sales either now or very soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So I, I need to do that in. so I don't fumble this release here. That would be probably a good move on my part. Lock it in, baby. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I yeah, I might buy my ticket pretty soon too. Yeah. Who knows? But it'll be. I think I'll have an easier time because it's going to be this second weekend here. Mm. So the U.S. release, it comes out in New Zealand um, a week earlier than the U.S. Mm-hmm. So my first viewing will be on weekend two, which will probably be like no problem getting a ticket. Mm-hmm. But you gotta got to be friends. On the ball. I got to be on the ball. I've got friends that have been asking me about the podcast. It's like, where are you guys at in the season here? Like, you excited for this new movie? I got people sending me little um, memes and clips. Everybody's multiple sending times me a week. every ounce of promotional material. Yeah. In which, which, in one way, is like, sweet. I'm glad you care about my dumb hobby. Like, I, and thank you for thinking of me. Mm-hmm. In the other way, my friendships are like when Fast and Furious comes up they think of Nick, which I'm not sure I love that. <laughs> number one. And number uh-huh. two, like guys, I'm watching the promotional material. Like Oh, I've, I've seen, seen it. it. There's nothing you've seen that I have not already. <laughs> There's nothing you've seen I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Uh there was a big Instagram push for Helen Mirren's character, Queenie Shaw, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Everybody was sending me clips. So I'm uh I'm up I'm up on it I'm up on it. Yeah, when it yeah. comes to like the algorithmic uh, advertising, like we're the upper echelon of Fast and Furious sort of content consumers. Yeah, right? for sure. Like they for use sure. us, and then they throttle back to um, your average movie watching Joe. Yeah, and they're listening for our reaction. I'm sure of it. You know, <laughs> they, they want to <laughs> see what what no one likes the tune up things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, how was your watch through this week? Highly distracted. It was mm. there. Mm-hmm. It was in front of my face. Mm-hmm. I for sure listened to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I was ba- I was barely there, and I was barely there in sort of a lot of respects. Sort of this yeah. week, considering how much you've been working I've just hard. Been, I've been working hard, and yeah. yeah. My my sleep has been terrible. I have to sleep more hours with lower quality sleep. My waking hours are just like 
there's I'm I feel stimulated, but artificially stimulated by stress. Yeah, I hear you, man. I hate those times mm-hmm. from work. I've had that in work life. Luckily, this last job I just finished um was like a no stress zone. It was like a once in a lifetime project for me, where it was like, mm-hmm. hey, we got enough people, mm-hmm. we got enough money, we got enough time. Let's just not stress at all about mm-hmm. any of this, you know? It was like, holy shit, this never happens. Yeah, so, I'm in the opposite of that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Environment. No people, not enough money, not enough time to do the bare minimum here. And right. Right. And the bare minimum is watching Furious 6. I watched it this week also. Uh, I mean, I got some points. Here's the thing. Yeah. I'm going to launch out with this in the beginning. I got some tidbits about this movie. From an unna- a source who will remain unnamed. Okay. But a person who works on Furious 6. Uh, in, a, in, a, in a pretty big capacity. Mm-hmm. So, a couple of little interesting tidbits. I don't want to share everything because I don't want to speak out of school, basically. There's some goss that I'll maybe hold up. Maybe we'll put it behind the <laughs> Patreon paywall. <laughs> um, so, uh, but some interesting stuff. The, ta- the, the, the highway they filmed on in the Canary Islands in Spain, mm-hmm. right? The highway scene. That highway, like, had been freshly repaved by the government where, like, the studio put up some of the cost and the government put up some of the cost for, like, making that highway, like, mirror flat, right, for all the Mm -hmm. stunt work. And uh, they came in and they, like, started doing all the stunt work for a while and then they brought the tank in, which was a real tank, and they really brought it in with all those treads and tore that shit up. (laughs) Like, absolutely destroyed this brand new highway that had been built in the Canary Islands. Um, So the production actually had to pay to, like, repave it after they were done. Do we have an idea, like, what what kind of distance or what kind of length are we talking for? Yeah. Like, the movie makes it seem very long, as it does in many respects. That plus the... Airplane. I don't know. I can ask this person though. So mm-hmm. uh, my guess would be about five k. Wow, that's my guess. It's a lot of road. Yeah, it's a lot of road. That's a lot of road, and they just like shut it down for days at mm-hmm. a time. And we're like, sorry, Canary Island residents, like you got to go elsewhere. <laughs> um, yeah, but they tore this shit apart basically. Mm-hmm. All right, my source also said. The Rock is, I mean, this is like no surprise, but he said The Rock is like the nicest fucking dude of all time. Which like, you hate to hear it. You Mm -hmm. hate to hear it. All all I want to do in my life is like hate on The Rock, and I just can't, (laughs) because he, from all accounts, he's just like a super duper dude. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, He said there were a bunch of like Make-A-Wish kids who came, like a group of them to the set one day. And, like, a bunch of the cast members said hi, shook their hands, and gave them autographs. Uh, but, you know, had stuff to do that day, whatever. 
And, like, The Rock just spent every second that he was not filming and, like, in active part of his setup, like, hanging out with these kids and, like, shooting the shit and telling stories and, like, wow. taking pictures and doing all this stuff like that. So, you know. I mean, he's a world-class entertainer. Yeah, we know, sure. We know this. Yeah. And I think our perspective on this is very Fast and Furious-centric. But yeah. we have in the past acknowledged at multiple points that Dwayne The Rock Johnson is an amazing, not only, like, physical presence, but he also right. has the skills to be a, an A-list celebrity, not just in Hollywood, but also in WWE. Yeah, and, and he's just, like, a charm bucket, you know? He's just, like, full of charm. And, like, mm-hmm. I genuinely think... That The Rock has a good at, like attitude around his stardom of like I am very grateful that I get to do this like crazy fun stuff and I have this amazing life and like I get paid millions of dollars to like show up and play make believe and have a good time mm-hmm. and like in that spirit I like when I'm asked to like do some service for others I'm gonna respond in kind you know respond in kind for that and mm-hmm. i i am a i i like that i like that i like mm-hmm. i can't help it i like the dude you know mm-hmm. i just mm-hmm. like the guy i just like the guy so um source also says tyrese is one of the biggest assholes oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, the other end of the spectrum. Uh-huh. Yeah. That sucks. He's like, bar none, Tyrese, not not a nice person. Yes. Which is a bummer. And Michelle, turns out, is kind of wild. She would like oh. go out and DJ at clubs in London after shooting like all night. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She likes to have a good time, turns out. Hmm. I'm pro that. Anyway, so uh, this person sent me a bunch of like cl- video clips of filming and pictures of cars and like in progress. They built those ramp racers, um, the ramp cars, like from scratch, ground up. Wow. The crab steering is real. They really uh-huh. did it. Yeah, exactly. That sort of lateral, like, yeah, it's real. They really did it. Uh, So, uh, yeah, I'll try to, like, see. I'm trying to get this person maybe on the pod. I don't know if that's going to happen. But um, I'll talk to them a little more and see what I can share and what I can. I don't want to. We just had a casual conversation the other day. Right. I just don't want to share anything out of turn. Sure. And, uh, yeah. So, but a little bit of insight. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, um, hey, is it, it's, I've noticed something in these movies. The family, so all the bad guys always have, like, Bluetooth or, like, some kind of just, like, in-console communication device where they can just sort of beam to each other. Mm-hmm. 
the family is a walkie-talkie family. <laughs> like, always. They're in their mm-hmm. cars. Wouldn't it be easier to, like, have two hands on the wheel, you know? Rather than have to, like, sort of walkie-talkie the whole time? Mm-hmm. What do you think that's about? I mean, they're cheap. You can get them mm. whenever. They, they probably are using the similar set. It's like it's not that they had to buy fresh walkies. They've just been adding on, and they just set it to the same frequency. So like, they're probably using the same ones from original Fast and the Furious. Do you think, uh, yeah, because all the time they're like, cops, 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 go. You know, <laughs> like Leon's using walkie-talkies in the first one, and mm-hmm. everybody, Tej is wa- using walkie-talkies in the second one. Walkie-talkies are sort of a through line here. Mm-hmm. Do you think they, like, when they travel as part of their kit, they got to, like, pack the walkie-talkies up? And- <laughs> Yo, pack the walkies. Yeah. Make, sure we're, make sure we're wired up over here. Tej, pass the, pack the walkies. Don't forget. If Tej showed up in London and he was like, oh. I forgot. I forgot. Lucky talkies. Then they got to like send somebody out to go get more walk. I'd like to see that in a movie, maybe. It does seem like it does seem more reliable than trying to do some sort of cellular, especially when you've got the ciphers out there trying to hunt you down. Like you got to keep it underground. Yeah. And the walkie talkie is pretty good at that. Is it? Can't you just, like, tune into Channel 4 and, like, hear what everybody's talking about on the walkies? Maybe that's what they're banking on, is that nobody else uses walkie-talkies. So oh, that's fair. Sort of an analog, analog solution to a digital problem. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I like that. Um, I also think, like, the Bluetooth or earpiece or whatever it is is, like, pretty dork-ass. And like, yeah, you know, <laughs> like they want to make these guys look cool, as cool as possible. Mm-hmm. I think that's part of it, for sure. When was the last time you used a walkie-talkie? I mean, twenty years ago. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I I think I've used a walkie-talkie legit, like not legit, but like, um, you know, like actually click the buttons and use one to talk to somebody maybe three times in my life. Mm-hmm. You know? I had little Ninja Turtle ones when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah, those were cool. And then, um, I don't know, once in a while you'd, like, go to a friend's house and they'd have a set of walkie-talkies and you'd, like, go out in the backyard and talk. Make fart about. noises. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I think but, at some yeah. point, I think at some point, uh, same for me, I haven't used one in real life for... Yeah, 20 years, but I had a set when I was a kid, a toy set, and we found at some point that the, you could tune into a frequency that would pick up on wireless telephones from our neighbors. Whoa. Um, Yeah. So like cordless phones, I guess, use whatever, some sort of frequency to go from the cordless to the, maybe the main machine. And then that's how the phone call is being made. So I found that, I remember discovering that, and I was like, oh my God, these are our neighbors. Obviously, there was nothing interesting they were talking about, and I think my parents promptly told me to stop playing with walkie-talkies, because <laughs> that was... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Illegal wiretapping, but... For sure, for sure. For yeah. some reason, I found a baby monitor, which I think is uh, similar technology. 
mm-hmm. uh, in like my parents' storeroom when I was a kid, and I like used that sometimes of like to like I'd like hide it in the corner and like listen in to Ooh. people in the living room yeah. from my room. Nice. Um, no, but on film sets, I don't use one, but walkie-talkies are everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, like, everybody and everybody has, like, a channel assignment. So, like, the art department is on channel blah, and then, like, the grips are on channel blah, and then there's a main channel, and then there's an AD's channel, and then there's, mm-hmm. you know, all that sort of stuff. So, uh, uh, everybody who's working on set pretty much has a walkie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of them have like little ear, little ear clips, wired ear clips with a little like clip-on microphone that they use. But yeah, I don't. As a as an art director who works offset, I don't mm-hmm. really work on set. There is usually an art director who's there on set, like just supervising everything on the day. I, it's not the job that I do. And it's not the job I want to do. Mm-hmm. But um, I work offset, like prepping sets for shooting beforehand and uh i don't need a walkie for that basically mm-hmm. i don't need to be in the shooting crew no yeah i mean yeah. i think that makes sense i mean it makes sense in your work context and it mm-hmm. kind of makes sense in the context of uh operating vehicles at high speed and trying to uh coordinate on the fly it's that everybody absolutely yeah yeah it's having a comms channel and not a Imagine if you had to call into a Zoom call while um, driving a car at high speed. It's you, you're gonna die. Yeah, that'd be distracting. Right. That'd be very distracting. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been on Zoom calls where people are driving, and I'm mm-hmm. like, "No, you should hop off, dude. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> this doesn't feel safe at all." Right. And even if they're like, they're like, "No, no, no, I'm just listening. I'm not paying attention." You can literally see them on the Zoom call, like, glancing. Every two seconds, they, like, glance down at the screen again. And it's like, just leave, man. Like, we'll fill you in. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know? I'm not into that. Car safety. So maybe walkies are the best thing from a safety perspective, too, of just, like, Mm -hmm. here it is. I do feel still like a hands-free device Mm -hmm. maybe would benefit. Uh. What else you notice about this movie? Almost nothing. All I got were, was a list. I have an extended list of shout-outs. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to that in a minute. We can do a quick one this week. Um, I got one more thing, really, which was like... I like how Giselle... Like, when, the, when they go to meet with the guy who built the cars, all that creepy guy who built the cars... Right. Giselle just, like takes care of the situation. Mm-hmm. She just shoots her guy. Like, everybody's <laughs> sort of paired off. Like, and, and Gina Carano's running after Michelle, and they get into this big fucking hand-to-hand combat fight. And then, like, Rome and Han get in a, like, three-way fight with that one dude, that, like, fucking kung fu dude. Mm-hmm. Giselle's just like, nah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> We're being like, attacked. It's whatever. <laughs> like... Seven on seven here. Yeah. I'm going to take care of mine. I'm just going to take care of this situation. Yeah. <laughs> and she, like, goes home. Like, uh-huh. she, she's not in any of the chase. She doesn't, like, run after them or, like, drive after them and try to, like, chase up Michelle and help Gina Carano out. She's just like, 
I'm gonna head back to base. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I feel like I've done my part in this. I'm gonna I'm getting out of here. Yeah, we yeah we need to regroup. Okay, mm-hmm. like we obviously got taken by surprise here, and the mission today's mission is over. Today's mission is over. Today's mission is over for me at least. Mm-hmm. Like. Mm-hmm. That's the mark of a good team. You do one piece of like the mission that you're required to do, and you trust that the others will take care of their side of the story. You know. So, call me if you need anything. Yeah, give me a ring. I'll give be. Uh, in We've got no walkie talkies on this thing, so uh, in this particular instance, they should have brought some walkie. They should bring these they walkie brought- talkies <laughs> they they, wherever time. they need to go. Right? I don't understand why they're a car exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> Why they're a car exclusive like device? Like just yeah. grab the walkies, clip them. They usually have a clip. Mm-hmm. Clip them to your belt. You know, it's not like you have to have pockets. I know a lot of ladies' jeans they don't have pockets or they have fake pockets or whatever. Clip them on. Mm-hmm. Have them on the, in a holster on your side, like a little cell yeah. phone holster or something. And uh, you know, just be. Be on the wire all the time. You can let people know what's going on. I like the more we talk about it, the more I want a set of just modern, like pretty nice walkie talkies. They seem mm-hmm. useful. Yeah, they seem very. They are very useful, and I bet you can get ones with like pretty good range too. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll invest in a little uh, walkie-talkie experiment. If I can, we can get our hands on some. Very so I dead. doubt That's... very much I could walk you in New York <laughs> from here in Tamakimikoro. Yeah, that's going to be a bit rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be tough. That'd be tough. Um, you want to just get to the shout-outs? Because this movie was like, whatever. Oh, the only other thing is like this movie is so... It's too long. It's too long. It's way too long. I mean, are you, are you, you, I texted you this morning, I was like, I'm going to be late because I'm just starting this movie. And like, uh-huh. it was like 9.45 in the morning. I was like, fuck, I got like mm-hmm. just enough time to like just cram this whole fucking movie in. I've on multiple occasions skipped through the uh, post-London, like rainy parking lot sniper scene oh just, my god it's that's it's, it's like 20 so, minutes it's so long yeah it's fun. so long i did not skip through it today i watched the whole thing didn't learn anything new mm-hmm. michelle's got scars dom's got scars they love each other <laughs> shaw shows up threatens him you want bloody i can do bloody Little laser dot, little laser dot, see you later, <laughs> tracking device. I mean, it's just like, fuck. Uh, Takes forever. Uh, Takes forever. Yeah. Forever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Don't do that. Anyway, uh, you want to do some shout-outs? Yeah, I got... I don't need to do all of them, but... The only notes I took this week were around shout-outs. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if we can tie them back into the franchise for a minute. All uh-huh. right, so I'm going to just get through mine, and we'll rock all of yours, all right? Sure. I got one very important shout-out. It's cold here in Tamaki Makoro. It is cold, man. Mm-hmm. 
gets down to almost freezing at nighttime. I have no heat in my house. These houses are not built very well. Okay, mm-hmm. there's no insulation. All the windows are single paned. I got a bunch of big ass windows. They let all the heat out. The house is fucking freezing. I can't mm-hmm. use the fireplace because of my lease, which is horseshit. They haven't Ooh. installed this heater that they're supposed to install, which is horseshit. So, I, you know, I don't know what to do. But I have found one thing that's been saving my tuckus. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought a hot water bottle. Oh. Like a big two-liter red hot water bottle with a screw cap on it. Yeah. And fill that up with boiling water and tuck it right by my feet in bed. Ooh. It's like, whoa, dude. Cozy. Cozy. I have a little, um, it's got a little sweater that goes over it. Uh It's like a knit wool thing case that like goes over the top of the water bottle. Man, it's... It's a lifesaver. Okay. So how long does one of these bladders uh, retain heat? I go to sleep. If I put it in my bed right before I go to sleep, which is not always. Sometimes I get into bed at like 8 and watch a little tube till 10 and then go to sleep. Um, But if I, yeah, if I put it in at like 9 or 10 o'clock, it's warm in the morning. It's not hot anymore, but it's warm. Yeah. What? Yeah, it is a heat retention machine, man. Are there other layers? Is it just silicone? Is there other stuff that helps insulate? I don't think so. It's just like a piece of a thick, I mean, it's a thick piece of rubber. Mm-hmm. And then just like this plastic screw cap. And then there's like a little sweater, like knit sweater on the outside. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. And then, you know, it's all up in the blankets. So it's not like losing a ton of heat in there, I guess. Yeah. But man, uh, my t- my feet would not my feet would have frozen and shattered off at this point. <laughs> uh what what type of temperature lows are we getting to? Is it like colder than northeast cold out there? No, no, no. But the only thing is like in the it's different because in the northeast the the houses are warm. Hmm. Like they're insulated. So it's mm-hmm. a different type of thing because you're cold in your house, you're cold at night, you're cold when you wake up in the morning, you're cold when you go outside, you're just cold all the time. So there's this persistence to the cold that is like excruciating, you know? Mm-hmm. In the Northeast in the US, it's like absolutely tundra frozen fuck ass cold. <laughs> but for like 30 seconds while you're outside walking your car, and then you're in a uh-huh. car and your car warms up and it's got heat. And you get out of your car and go into a building and it's warm. Yeah. No. So you're not actually exposed to that kind of like cold like all day, all night. It's not so it's not sustained. Yeah. It's not sustained. This is like a permafrost all Oof. all through the day. It's I'm freezing right now. Man. You know? Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it. New Zealand winter is like nothing to scoff at. That's what I'm trying to say. Huh. Yeah, we're on we're on different planes on here. Like my summer is starting to peek through. It's hot. It yeah, it's bumping mid- today over there. Huh? Oh my goodness! We was yeah. in the mid eighties. We went for a nice little bike ride. We got Hell nice yeah. and sweaty. We lubed up in sunscreen. Yeah, it's been good. Um, well, Daryl, 
Okay, so shout out to these these hot water bottles. Get yourself one. Even if you live yeah. in a warm place, it's great. And I got mine at Countdown. That's a supermarket. Mm-hmm. I don't know where else to get them. You'll find them. You can probably get yeah. them on Glamazon.com if you want. Right. Yeah. I'm done for that. That seems like it would be useful. I know that, yeah, Jess gets, like, stomach aches and she feels terrible half the time. So something like that might be kind of nice. Yeah, we have one. We have one of those like herbal shoulder pad mm-hmm. uh, style things that you put in the oven, you heat up, mm-hmm. but yeah. it doesn't hold heat for very long. It those always they don't warm. hold heat super long, and they smell like macaroni and cheese. To me. <laughs> it's just like sometimes great, sometimes disgusting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So the hot water bottle seems like it would be very nice. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, so. Uh, shout out to hot water bottles and now Daryl, you've uh, promised yes. us a world class uh. shout out. <laughs> Let's rock through them. What you got? Number one. All right, number one. Um, we rode bikes into the city uh, last weekend, I guess, and um, we had a nice time. We met up with some friends, but we ran and we had to go on a side mission because we just got a flat tire. Mm. Mm. What a tough, Mm-mm-mm. yeah. It's a tough problem to have because the one time you don't want to bring any flat tire supplies with you is the only time you're going to get a flat tire. For sure. So we decided to sort of um, comb the urban landscape of Soho to try to find a way to fix our problem. And it was a fun side mission. So I was down there and I there was a bike shop that I knew was on Lafayette, totally defunct because... Mm. I guess in 2020, like half of the retail turned over in Soho. So it's a totally different place than it was before. Mm -hmm. From there, I had two options. I can go to the REI, um, super sports store warehouse. And they probably could have fixed it, but it's not really their thing. They're there to sell $2,000 bicycles and camping gear and carabiners. They're not really a like full service you know, flat fix type of place. Yeah. So we found Soho is right next to Chinatown. And oh. I found this place called New Bobo Bicycle Shop. And I was like, let's give this a try. Call the head. It was Memorial Day. I was like, are you guys open? I need a flat fix. Yes, come on by. Storefront itself looks terrible. Like right. normally when you think about a bike shop, it has brand new bikes outside. It yeah. looks clean. It looks professional. Ding. Right. This place was the opposite of that. Mm. The, they had a bunch of like turd bikes outside. <laughs> un, yeah, like totally not functional. A pile of used and abused tires. I think there was like a uh, like a chiropractor like a chiropractor in the basement below it. It looked very grungy, but service was impeccable. Good. It's run by a yeah, run by a Chinese lady, and yeah, it was quick, flat fix, straightforward, work was great, and they had a cool shop, like a like a big, fat, slobbery shop dog that was uh, manning the doorfront, yeah. and overall, it was nice, and when I think about the future when I'm in the city and I need a little bit of service, New Bobo Bike Shop is going to be the place that I go. That's the place to go, all right, so shout out to New Bobo. Bike shop. Mm-hmm. What's number two? Number two here. So I have four total. 
Oh my god. <laughs> you don't want to bank these? <laughs> I mean, they're only relevant. I mean, they're only kind of relevant to me right now. I All really right. it's really All only right. 3. We'll go 3. So, um this one is kind of I guess it's a shout out. So I went to that there's a new um what do they call it? Like a it's a parklet. So Little mm. Island is the newest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen it with those undulating sort of concrete pillars. And then there's, yeah, that makes up this weird terrain. It's like two mm. acres, right? Yeah. Basically. So on the West Side Highway around, mm, I don't know, maybe the 30s. Mm-hmm. The 30s. Uh, they've, yeah, they've constructed Little Island. It's made of... I didn't read all the plaques, but it looks like concrete uh, flutes that mm-hmm. sort of protrude out of the water, and they have created a, um, like a multi, I don't know, like a hilly terrain, mm-hmm. and it's very nice. I think that it's definitely small, but I think they've got some of the essentials there, and right now you have to book for like a window time where you can go in. It's free, what? but I think they just do that to manage the crowd. Yeah, you don't want it to, you don't want it to be too crowded on there. So, um, yeah, we went with a few friends, and it was nice to sort of have a time. And you know, they have a little bit of food, some hangout areas. Yeah, they have a, a performance tiny... space too, right? So it's a very small amphitheater. Yeah, it looks like it maybe seats two hundred, two fifty or so. But the backdrop of that is the. Um, is the river there. Mm. So it is very nice. I can imagine, like, whatever, they do some theater performance there, maybe some Chinese ribbon dancing once in a while. It does seem like... A a thing I am an enormous (laughs) fan of. (laughs) Can I tell you? Can I tell you that? Enormous fan of the ribbon dance. The ribbon dance, and then once a year, when February rolls around... Hmm. It's like Dragon Dance City over here in Auckland. Yeah. And there's fucking Dragon Dance everywhere, and I love it. I love it. <laughs> I remember as a kid seeing the Dragon Dance. I think my my grandpa had one, and I remember he would keep it in the living was, room at his he house. He had a dragon? <laughs> he had a dragon. He must have participated. I didn't... Well, there was a so language barrier, cool. so I never really got to talk to him about it, but he for sure had one, and he would park it in the living room, so when I would go over to their house, we'd have like a family event or something, I'd be fooling around with the dragon head. It's super fun. It has the, awesome. It has the eyes. You can oh flip my them around. God. Yes. Tongue. Yeah. Yes. But Dude, you the personality. maybe get into like the... <laughs> The dragon dance as a hobby. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know? Yeah, I mean, the animation, I mean, the feeling of the dragon is all in the dancer, you know? <laughs> it's like... all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cool. <laughs> so, yeah. Woo! <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan. Right. So, I mean, yeah, so Little Island has a nice little amphitheater space. I can imagine, like, a nice... Chinese New Year, mm. <laughs> Lunar New Year celebration there, but it's nice. It's like, it's not overdone, but it's done mm-hmm. nicely. And there's just like, a, it's a series of winding um, paths that change yeah. elevation and it's scenic. And I can't wait for when it's like not super hyped up and you can right. just, while you're you just walk in, yeah, you just walk in and just stop there and then leave and it 
it's going to be really nice. I think it's a really nice addition to the West Side Highway. Yeah. All right. Shout out to Little Island. Get there Island. if you can. Um, yeah. So the third one here, the third and final one here, anti-shout-out. Oh. Oh, my God. So the New York Department of State is the overseeing uh, body that has granted me the privilege of being a notary public. Sick. Sick as hell, bro. (laughs) So I'm a notary, but my commission expires on June 26th, 2021. And I've been trying to contact... I've been trying to contact them for six months to try to get them to send me this renewal form. Yeah. Every month, every month I emailed them. They're like, all right, sounds good. Thanks for letting us know. We'll, and they have like a very specific form. You can't go to a county clerk's office. You can't order it online. You can't do anything. You have to, you have to contact email. them. Yeah, you have to contact them for this renewal form, and they have to mail it to your house. New York City is so fucky with this stuff sometimes. Yeah. It's the worst. Yeah. Right. So I've been emailing them, and they're like, all right, that sounds good. I was like, can you confirm the address? I gave you the address. I need you to send this to me. It's for my work. I I mean, I overemphasize that I cannot get let this elapse, but it would just be really inconvenient if I did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I finally got that renewal form today. It's been Sick. six months. Sick. And, you know, like they say that you're – Notary is good for six months after your expiration date, but if it says six twenty six and like I'm dating, I, yeah, the I thing believe for, don't do that. Basically, yeah. like don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't right. do that. I, I can't date it for July twenty sixth and stamp it. My commissions expires six twenty six and expect that document to be legitimate. It's not like my commission has expired. That's like some countries when they're like, oh, you can't travel on a passport that expires in three months. I'm like, I'm staying for three weeks, dog. Like, get the fuck yeah. out of here. <laughs> like, we're good. Like, we're good. It's, we're good. There's a date. It's not now. Like, I'm mean, in the time now. frame. <laughs> exactly. That's what an expiration date is. That's yeah. what it's for. <laughs> it's when it expires. Right. Yeah. I don't love that. Um... All right, well, you got it done. It was a huge headache. I mean, I've had every encounter I've ever had with New York State, like, bureaucracy is a Mm -hmm. fucking nightmare, basically. There's never an easy... There's never... That's like buying... You know, it's like buying a car in New York. It's like the fucking worst experience in the entire world. Mm -hmm. In the Mm -hmm. entire... In the entire world. Yeah. So this was only step one. I now have mm. to fill out this form. Mm. I have to get this form notarized. So I have to go and find another notary to notarize my notary renewal application. Oh and then I have to send it God, in. It's like a circle jerk. <laughs> I have to send it in. And it's going to take, like, it's probably going to take a few months for them to send me my renewal. So I'm going to be, I am a notary, which I should be able to practice my notarial, like, <laughs> yeah. services here. I'm going to be out of commission for... Easily the next six months. I got to send this thing in. I got to wait for it to come back. And then I got to order a new stamp. Because the stamp is really what it's all about. I really could have used you. I wish I had known you were a notary (laughs) when I was, like, moving to New Zealand. Because I had, Uh like, run around a fucking UPS store and shit with somebody to try to get... 
I gave our friend, Matt, friend of the pod, Max Ziskin, has uh-huh. absolute control, total and control over <laughs> really? my life and finances, if if needs be. Uh-huh. And I was like, I just wanted somebody stateside to be able to deal with shit if I expired over here. Mm-hmm. So I gave him like power That's of attorney smart. and like, yeah, I gave him power of attorney. I gave him like, made him my medical proxy and like did all this paper. You know, he has like access to my like estate basically if I die and mm-hmm. has to deal with all that shit. It's more of a burden <laughs> on him than a privilege, yeah. I would say. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I could have participated in that as a uh, as an agent of the state. Man, all right, now I know. If you need a yeah. notary, look up <laughs> Daryl Wong Notary Services. Yeah, between now and the twenty sixth, my shit is good. After that, it's questionable. It's it questionable. technically is, but you know, like you don't <laughs> want my expired notary stamp on all your our official documents. All right, if you want anything notarized, send it to No One Likes the Tuna Podcast <laughs> at Gmail. We'll fucking notarize the shit out of that stuff. Hell yeah! Can you? Do you have to charge for notary stuff? The maximum I can charge for a single notarization is two dollars. Cool. That's fucked, because here's the other notary story that I have. Uh-huh. I had to change my address on my, like, I have, like, a Vanguard investment portfolio thing. hmm yeah. I had to change my mailing address on Vanguard, and they required a notary signature for that. <laughs> for some fucking reason. The yeah. only person in New Zealand... Or the only place you can get a U.S. notary is the fucking consulate in Auckland. <laughs> so I had to get my ass downtown, go to the fucking U.S. consulate, uh-huh. wait like half a day in line in the consulate office, and then, which obviously like I parked for an hour, and like after hour one, I was like, I'm fu- whatever the ticket is, I just I'm gonna. <laughs> Like, I'm not leaving this fucking place to go deal with parking. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? And they charged me $50 for a notary. Wow. $50. Wow. Yeah. And then I was like, they were like, what's the, what's the notary for? I'm like, it's to change my address on my investment <laughs> form. Uh-huh. And they're like, you need a notary for that? I was like... I'm here, hey. aren't I? <laughs> like I've been here. Like I already give, I already paid fifty dollars in tickets to be here. So I promise you, I promise you, I wouldn't be here if I didn't have to. <laughs> uh-huh. The last uh-huh. place on earth I want to be is the U.S. consulate in Auckland, New Zealand, wow. for sure, dog. But anyway, that's life. So yeah, yeah. All right, anti-shout out to the New York Department of State for fucking up the notary issuing licenses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got anything else? That's it. No. I got That's one more thing, things. actually, that I thought of. Um, while I was looking, watching this movie, I thought about that. Remember that stunt guy who got fucked up filming Fast 9? He, like, yeah. fell out of a third-story balcony and, like, cracked himself. Mm-hmm. Apparently doing well. Which was like, I was happy to hear. Excellent. He's not obviously like back on movies. Like, I don't think he's going to stunt man again. But he was like really fucked up and he had to like relearn how to speak and like how to walk and stuff. But like, he's walking and speaking, walking and talking. 
He's walkie-talkieing. <laughs> so <laughs> he's he's doing well, but he said like his recovery sort of got inhibited by the pandemic because like he couldn't go to like physical rehabilitation appointments and shit. Mm-hmm. But like he's worked really hard and he's got a way to do Zoom rehabilitation stuff and like uh, I'm just glad to hear he's doing good. That's all. I am too. I mean, the stunts are a big part of these movies, and it takes real people like being in mostly real danger in order to create what we see on screen. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. And it's like sad to hear when anybody. I know that like part of that job is understanding you're signing up for potentially dangerous things, but like, uh, I don't know, man. It's fucked up and scary, and I don't think like. Mm-hmm. Ugh, freaks me out and like I, I just wish this dude well and like whatever shot you need is not worth putting someone's life in mortal danger in my opinion mm-hmm. but you know I don't know some people are willing to do it and some people are willing to pay for it and you know whatever mm-hmm. um if you want to give us your thoughts on anything notary-wise, walkie-talkie-wise, you can do that at Nolt Podcast, N-O-L-T-T Podcast, um, where no one likes the Tuna Podcast on Instagram, no one likes the Tuna Podcast at gmail.com, patreon.com slash no one likes the Tuna Podcast, uh, and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, but... If you want to log on to you with your Apple ID and go to our show page and fill out a review, that would honestly be really awesome. If you're new and you're listening and you're enjoying what we're doing on the final road to Fast 9, like, listen up. Let's do it. You know? Let's get into it. So Mm -hmm. uh, leave us a review. Leave us a rating. We really appreciate it. That's it for me, buddy. Same here. Fast and Furious 6. We're on to 7 tomorrow or next week. Yeah, not. Let's. uh, Not tomorrow. Let's wait a few days. (laughs) (laughs) We all deserve a little break. Yeah, for sure. Take care, bud. Same. Later.